Hello, everybody, and welcome to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece manga front to back, one of us for the first time. As always, I am Justin, joined by my co-host, the super rookie, Jacob. The Syrup Village. Syrup Village. Why is it called that? I, I think that's just the name of it. And yeah, this week we're doing Surf Village, which covers chapters 22 to 41 in the manga. So oh, if yeah. you have not read those chapters or watched the corresponding anime episodes, you may want to do so before listening because we are spoiling everything up to that point. Oh, yeah. We're deep diving and examining every little thing, especially even like from the very first chapter of this arc, which is like essentially it's a one shot. You can basically include this yes. in the last arc or a side and arc. But I had a lot of notes for this intro chapter on its own. I guess we're going to just dive into your bucket. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, go for it. This one-shot chapter, just pointing out again what the, the crew needs. Like, we have Nami with the, with the Straw Hat Pirates now. She points out that, by the way, you guys need a... You guys actually need a ship, and you guys need a full crew. You guys can't do this on its own. Luffy already knew that they needed a full crew, but she's pointing out you need a big ship too. Like we're going on the Grand Line here. We're not going to go yeah. on there with a little with a little like you know canoe here. Like they're in like a rowboat and then like a pretty small size, slightly bigger boat. So they definitely need to upgrade, and that's like their goal. I think they established in that chapter. Yeah. So and just like the last chapter, or sorry, the last arc, where as soon as they declare this will be our goal, they will get that goal by the end of the arc. But right. actually, no, they they only get one of those. They don't get the other thing. But the reason why I had a lot of notes for this episode was because although it's, you know, you have uh, Gaiman or Gaiman, the side character, who's like basically the troll yeah, doll. Like Gaimon, I think, or Gaimon. Yeah, Gaiman stuck in the treasure chest. Um, yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> little troll doll. It's established in, like, you could basically say, like, for those who dislike filler in any kind of Shonen series... I personally am a huge fan as long as it does at least does characterization or world building. And this one was a little bit of characterization and a shit ton of world building because yeah. the, big thing, the big thing I got from this was Nami giving a lesson to Luffy and Gaiman or Gaiman, the troll doll. I'm just going to call him troll doll. Troll doll um, that, hey, there is, here's the planet. Here's what the planet looks like. And it's like, okay, this is not our earth. This is a completely new planet and established right away. Here's the red line and the grand line. And immediately I'm going, like for those who don't know, um, uh, the, the game series Civilization, where you can set up your different kind of maps you can play on. She was basically describing, oh, we're playing on a single continent Pangea map, but with sea level at the maximum height with archipelago-like islands all throughout. And she was describing how there was a town at the very center of the Grand Line that's part of the sea route that goes straight through the middle of the, that single massive continent, that's, that mm -hmm. very skinny, narrow continent, and that's the Grand Line, the most treacherous, uh, dangerous sea route in the entire world. And that makes sense because even if you play Civilization, if you have that one canal city that connects both sides of a map via the sea, it's like, yeah, I want access to that route so I can basically control this port. That way I can send my units through and easily. So it makes complete sense from my perspective as a civilization fan. Yeah, this would be the most dangerous part of the world, the Grand Line, also known as the Pirate's Graveyard and people coming back having yes. PTSD. So massive world building. And I, that's why I was a big fan of this chapter. Yeah, I think that was like probably the most important thing there. We like the red line. We learned it like separates the world like down the middle and you can go through it only at like one point, I think is what they said. 
one point yeah. on each side of it. Yeah, the, the red line. And that leads it, you into the grand line, yeah. Yeah, basically it splits the hemispheres in half, western and eastern. You can go all yeah, the basically. way around, yeah, all the way around the other side, in theory. I don't know how this will play out. And go the long way, or you can go through the town. But, you know, whoever runs that town can be, you know, just cut off every, everyone's access and then becomes the most violent portion of the world. Um, and then the Grand Line itself separates the northern and southern hemispheres. So I got like a kick off of that going like, OK, I, I totally see where the value of this. The one part that threw me off, though, is that uh, Nami called it a town. And I'm thinking any place with this importance would not be a town. This would be like a grand harbor. <laughs> this would be a, <laughs> right. a grand city. So I'm wondering why it's just a town and not, you know, what I mentioned, a port, a, a royal port or anything like that, a navy fortress. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get there very soon. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Real quick, the slight characterization we did see, I think I mentioned last episode, I said that Luffy cannot lie. He straight up tries to lie in this episode where he tries to assure yeah. the troll doll that, hey, the treasure that you've been stuck with this whole time, oh, I'm just going to take it. Yeah, I'm just going to take it. And Nami's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? But Gaiman immediately just knew, like, oh, you're trying to make me feel better. Like, there's nothing in those chests, right. huh? Because he's, for, yeah, we're we're brushing through this because it's a one-shot chapter. But he's been stranded on the island for 20 years with these empty chests. But he's stuck in a chest. He can't actually get out and get to it itself. But we find out they're a bit empty. But he says, yeah, because they're on, like, a raised-up kind of plateau little structure. He can't get there. Yeah, and of course, Luffy does. Yeah, yeah Luffy just comes in with his game hacks, his gum-gum rocket. Going, yeah, I'll take care of it. No problem. <laughs> But yeah, it was an overall fun chapter just for that world building. I got this uh, perfect Civilization Five map in my head now. I'm like, okay, cool. This is the world of right One on. Piece. <laughs> yeah, ready to go. And then now, yeah, the actual and like arc. you said, <laughs> it was like a, a pretty good character moment for Luffy. He like kind of tried to lie. He's like, nope, not gonna put your treasure down. We also yeah. got like a little quick mini like Nami moment when I think Zoro was like, oh, you're not gonna steal her treasure, and she's like, no, I'm not heartless. So we see mm -hmm. she's like kind of like we learned in the last arc. She's not she doesn't want to be like how she perceives a pirate. She doesn't want to steal from just random like innocent people, even though her mm -hmm. main goal at this point seems to be the berries or the money. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up again as we get to the actual arc. But, yeah, this is the one time when Nami was like, no, this is not about the treasure. This is about being, you know, decent. And I don't think yeah. it was Zoro. I think Zoro was actually like, I'm too cool to be in a filler chapter. I'm just going to sit this one out and sleep out. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, I think you're I, right. I think, I think yeah, if I recall, he took a big nap, but he needed it. He still had that big uh, knife wound from Buggy. But yeah, that one shot chapter was really fun. And then we get our actual start of the arc, correct? Chapter 23? Yeah, 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 which is right in like 22. Yeah, 22 was the one shot, right? And then, no, 21 was the one shot. Oh, right? yeah, right. Was it? Oh, either way, either way. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think we were supposed to start at 21. <laughs> All right. Oops. Oh, well. Wait, did we read 21 last? I don't even remember when I read this chapter. I honestly. thought we I did. Notes here. I thought we I did. I might have missed marked it. You might be right, because I put chapter 22 for, like, the next chapter, but I think I mismarked it, so I'm pretty sure you're correct. And that's 22, and the next chapter is 23. Possibly. Uh, yeah, 22 is the one shot. So that's what I got okay, on here. So right. 21 was where is either another one shot we skipped or it was the conclusion of the last arc. No, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. That's good. But either way. Okay, right, either so way. 23, they're talking. 23. Nami's like, yeah, we need a vessel. That's when she said this whole spiel that you kind of gave us a rundown. We need a vessel and a crew before we go to the Grand Line. Mm. 
So then she has, she has a map of some kind. To, oh, there's a nearby village. Let's go see what we can do. Maybe get some supplies or whatever. And hopefully a ship. Uh-huh. That's correct. And then we get introduced to literally the boy who cried wolf. At least what, what I thought. The boy who cried pirate. Yeah, yeah the boy <laughs> who cried pirates. Who, uh, how do you say his name? Is it Usopp? It's Usopp, right? Not Usopp. Usopp, yeah. Usopp. Okay, I just want to make sure. Because it didn't look like an Usopp to me. But he... Goes, he makes it like a daily ritual to go through the village here. And this is a village in this case. This is the yeah. that the, the, the red line, grand line key point here. And goes off and like, oh, the pirate's coming, pirate's coming. And by coincidence, yeah, there are pirates coming today. But it's not. He, yeah. he just does it as a normal, <laughs> yeah. normal ritual. And he's joined by, um, <laughs> I think I texted you this. Uh, the most obvious named characters, because you just look at their heads, and that's how you can differentiate. <laughs> yeah, the kids. Oh, this is this. And they're named after just some veggies. It's yeah. uh, carrot, pepper, and onion. Yeah, it's like you don't, you don't really need to remember their names, because you can tell, obviously, by looking at them. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah. that one's onion. Like, and that's usually eat. my, yeah, that's always my biggest issue when I'm identifying with uh, new characters in the Shonen series, is, okay, what's something that can help me remember their character names? I never had a problem with these three just because of their hair or their hats. And it was such a small right. little feature. I'm like, you know what? Good, good on you. Good on you. These, yeah. these three characters, I don't know if they're going to come back, but very uh, distinguishable, very recognizable. Same thing with Usopp. He's got the, um, the very, <laughs> he's got a huge nose. I noticed that right away. Also a huge smile, right. big lips, but uh, like a fuzzy curly hair, like almost like an Afro, almost a little bit underneath the bandana. But yeah, he's a very distinguishable mm-hmm. character right away. Um, but the big thing about this I noticed right away was everyone is used to him being the boy who cried pirates. Like, oh, the by the way, he's called the village youth. Like, that's literally his title. I thought it was like the most bland right. title that we've gotten so far besides proprietor of the bar. But is it, is it the same title that Luffy got, village youth? I don't chapter rem- one. I actually don't remember. It's I didn't very similar, if anything. He was just like boy from the village or something, and then village youth Usopp. If that's the case, then I wouldn't be surprised because it's it's almost similar to where Luffy is starting before he left, where he does yearn yeah. for adventure, but it's the mindset, the starting line is very different with with these two because uh, with the with this village, they know Usopp as the liar. Like it's the running theme for this entire arc, which is basically. Uh, lying and truth telling and the consequences they have not exactly if it's all horrible but they do have consequences and because Usopp's the village youth he doesn't have the the mentality the mindset to foresee possible consequences but we'll get that when we get there yeah like the first thing we see him do basically he's like looking out over the sea it's really clear there's no ship yet because Luffy and them aren't arriving and yet he runs into town anyways yelling like pirates are coming pirates are coming right like Mm -hmm. that's his thing and all the villagers basically just kind of ignore him, but kind of just chase him off, like, comedically. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I skipped that portion. Yeah, they actually do see the pirates eventually land at the end of this chapter. And so, right. then that was right uh, away. Onion, I think, right? Or maybe was, all three of them, I think. The Usopp pirates, as they're called. Yeah, all, all, all three of the boys run, which is also a common uh, personality trait the, all these villagers have, with at least with the Usopp's main crew, is they're all, they're not the bravest of folks. At least on the surface, you think right away they're not brave because it doesn't take much to scare them. But we learn further and right. further going on that, okay, wait, there is some bravery here. It's the same logic where either you, like the character Luigi from Mario and Luigi, either you that you think that character is super brave or super scared, depending on your perspective. And we get that yeah. with these villagers especially. 
for me personally, I always tie it back to a, a quote from, I think, like, the very first Game of Thrones book. When, like, the youngest Stark kid is asking his dad, like, can I be brave even when I'm afraid? So, like, that's the only time you can be brave, right? That sounds that sounds uh, very close. I think it was actually, like, during, like, a, a beheading scene, actually, when Ed was doing it. Another series <laughs> going on. But, yeah, that quote is very similar where, uh, yeah, it explains. Yeah, it's exactly like Usopp, he is brave, is. but he is afraid, you know? Same yeah. thing with all the kids, the Usopp pirates. Like, they're afraid, but they still try and, like, do what they can to get things done when they yeah. need to. As we as we'll go further and further, um, different characters handle fear differently, and Usopp's the most animated, the most uh, emotional when it comes to being showing his uh, fear. But it's yeah. more impressive as we go on to how this character is actually showing us his bravery. Um, and as we go further and further, uh, I thought it was actually interesting how the boys, um, after they are invited to the inn or the bar or something, because Luffy is obviously hungry. Um, they're running out of rations. They didn't find any rations on that island that they stopped in that one shot. The kids right away think Nami is an ogress because Zoro is messing with them right away. <laughs> right. Going, yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're totally, we're totally gonna yeah, like yeah, we're totally just gonna eat them up. Absolutely. <laughs> Nami is like Dude, before that though. I liked uh, when Onion like came running that there was like pirates and like even Usopp didn't believe him. He's like, come on, liar! Right? Like, no it, way! It was, like, yeah, I thought right. that was really funny. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It was the after the initial um, the initial run Usopp did the Daily Morning where even the villagers were like, oh, Usopp's doing his run. I guess it's time to go to work. It's my he's they're they're using him as his alarm clock essentially. That's what one people one uh, right did. yeah. And then yeah, Onion literally comes in. And goes, hey, legit, there are some pirates. There are, like, three people, two boats, but they got, like, some colors. And we know it's because it's it's Buggy's colors. Right, like, oh, Buggy the Clown's coming. And Usopp just immediately, like, runs away. Like, oh, if I don't eat my snack on time, I'll die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really finding, like find, Yeah, <laughs> finding an excuse. Because, you know, he's anything to yeah. not be there. But eventually he does get the guts to go. Right, and then, as you said, they end up, like, kind of... In the restaurant, just eating mm-hmm. with That's, Usopp, I believe, right? Yes, Usopp is trying to convince yeah. them to. Uh, I, I forget what exactly what he's trying to do. I think it's like he convincing them that he's the captain to join his crew or something, and they just go no way, or they see right through him or something like that. He's trying to. Yeah, he's trying to kind of like him BS him, you know. Oh yeah, he's trying to convince him, but it's very clear that he's not as clever oh, as. Oh no, Nami. no, no! You're right. Because he does mm-hmm. say that, like, he's like, oh, he's just kind of telling them, like, he's basically, like, just aggrandizing himself, right? Yeah, he's like, I am oh, the like, brave yeah, I'm Captain Usopp. Yeah. I am brave I have 80 million men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He tries to pull a Captain, uh, he tries to pull a Han Solo from the Solo movie, where he goes, I right. got 50 <laughs> armed guards on that ship, and you guys better not do anything, or they're going to come out to get you. Meanwhile, the ship just takes off. But in this case, Usopp just overshoots it, overshoots it completely and just goes, I have 80 million men. And it's like, yeah. man. <laughs> and Nami just immediately is like, you're lying. Yes, liar. <laughs> and yeah, he just liar. And it cracks and admits he's like, you're a master of interrogation. Oh, liar, liar. Which liar also liar. a funny moment. <laughs> kind of like, he's he's almost like Luffy in that way. Like, he's he does lie, but he's also kind of bad at it when he's really trying to, like, fool someone. In this case, Usopp's always trying it in this case. Because that's just what he does best. We'll find out why later on, which did give me a pleasant surprise. But right. they're and then at the bar, he tells him about uh, the girl, right? Yeah, he talks about the owner of the mansion, which is where uh, Luffy and the crew decide, oh, we can probably get a ship from this person. So one way or the other, because this person's got money, they're loaded. 
So we can either ask right. for a favor or we can just take it from them because after all, we're pirates. And we learn of the characters Kaya and Clahador. Is that how you say the butler's name? Clahador? Clahador? Yeah, Clahador. Clahador. I'm not going to call him yeah. that once we get to a certain point. But for now, he'll be called the yeah. butler. Um, and then Kaya. Kaya has been sick for the past three years because her parents passed away. Don't know exactly how. Uh, not at this point. We just know they passed away. And the butler's right. been... The butler and uh, Mary, the other butler, have been taking care of Kaya, particularly uh, Cladore. He's been the one like nurturing her more so to the point where she trusts him as like a guardian completely. But we do learn that Usopp and her have this interesting relationship where she's completely sick and Usopp loves telling his telling stories, even though they're huge yeah. lies. He like, and tells Us- big lies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's constantly telling her these stories, but he's immensely enjoying it. She's enjoying it. And even though they're like some of the most ridiculous stories, it's not like, oh, they range. Sorry. They do range from like, oh, I fought off 300 Spartans by myself to, yeah, yeah, we caught this giant goldfish. You should see the size of its poop. It was amazingly huge. And I thought it was an island. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they're making her laugh. It's immensely. So it's like, all right, I got this interesting relationship going on here. But that's what uh, it's the the Luffy light bulb, basically, because he got this, too, with uh, Nami and Zoro after certain moments. But with Usopp, uh, when he finds out that, oh, Usopp is a liar, but, oh, he's doing this to help this sick person. Oh, he's a good person. So that clicks his first light bulb. Okay, maybe. But he doesn't know because he's still looking for a crew. Like This is the goal here. Find a crew, find a ship. But they don't know what he can do. Because, again, they're looking for that cook. They're looking for the musician. I predicted that the next crew member would be a cook. Right, yeah. Because, um, again, I I'm just going to know that you were wrong. <laughs> wait, was okay. it? Wait, did I say musician or cook next? I think I said musician, actually. Oh, uh, one, one of those two, yeah. One of those two. Um, but at this point, we're not sure what he can do. We just know that he obviously wants to be an adventurer. He does a bunch of lies. He's not particularly good at it, so he can't like be your sly negotiator, your sly diplomat. But, hey, we'll and see Nami what he can do. And Nami would probably be better at that anyways. Oh, definitely Nami. Oh, we skipped a portion earlier where um, during the one shot where Luffy wanted to explore every uninhabited island that he saw. And I wrote down my notes, Nami right. would be much better at the Oregon Trail or FTL than Luffy because Luffy would be the player to go, oh, risk it, risk it, risk it, risk it, risk it. Yeah, explore, explore, always. explore. It's, and Nami it's is always like, adventure first with Luffy. Yeah, and then Nami is like, no, use your head, head a bit, use your head a bit. But yeah, I just mentioned that on my notes here. Oh, so then I t- we're, uh, we're at the mansion, right? Yes, I texted you this when, as well. I texted you a picture name? of the butler because I noticed right. it in the first four or five panels. We see this dude. He is constantly fixing his glasses with the bottom of his hands. Like his like the weirdest up. possible way to adjust yeah. His glasses. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> I'm used to, I'm used to this other character. I think it's or like the anime trope usually where you get the, the guy with the glasses who's like decisive or smarter, intelligent. They'll constantly be fixing right. their glasses so that they're reflect the rims of the glasses are reflecting the sunlight. So you can't see their eyes. So they look more like cover their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or badass. But in this case, he's not even doing that like from the center of the rim or the frame where it's practical, he's doing it on the sides with this palm of his hands. And they even text you going, are they ever going to explain this? Cause it's distracting. <laughs> and you, yeah. you just answer. Yeah, they do. And I go, Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. there is a reason, but I noticed that right away. Um, and while Usopp is telling the stories to Kaya, uh, <laughs> I wrote down Luffy with the, with, with the 100 speech check, Hey, you, give us a ship. Proceeds to climb over the wall. 
<laughs> yeah, just like no like reservation, right? He's just like, oh, no one's here. Guess I'm just gonna let myself in. Jumps it. Like, let's yeah, go. <laughs> just give us a shit. Like, literally, like, st- like, still the mentality of a child sometimes. When in terms of like, hey, I have a goal. I have something I want to accomplish. Hey, give us a shit. No negotiation. No bartering. Even no bribing. It's no, not even any like force. It's just more like, let me just get to the person and say I want a ship, and then figure out where I want to go right. from there. <laughs> and then, then we get to what is probably my favorite, like the most satisfying punch of the arc, when Clahador comes out and he's like, "Hey, what the heck's the son of a filthy pirate doing talking to yeah. like my lady Kaya? Get the heck out of here!" You know, continues to insult him. And even even the girl tells him like, "Hey, you got to apologize," but he doesn't. Keeps on popping, talking smack, and Usopp is not going to take that. Just decks him in the face, like ah, uh, you just want to stand up and cheer, you know? Mm. Like, I loved it. Love I that would hit. I would still put it one behind the Moji punch from the last oh, yeah. arc. That just top did, of this arc for me. Yeah, cause, yeah, because the butler uh, he did say some nasty things, which he called Usopp's father a filthy pirate. But in the most like the most derogatory ways possible, he said more things. But the filthy pirate was what I also wrote down here. But yeah, it's gonna take a lot more than that to beat that satisfying punch that Moji got or Maji Moji. God, I hate that. <laughs> but we do learn. Then, from the uh, oh, sorry, I'll, just real quick. Um, yeah, the characterization we learn is Usopp is a you know a big fat liar and loves telling his stories, but he is incredibly prideful of his father, even though he is and he admits a pirate. But he doesn't see him in the negative light. He's like Luffy looking at uh, Shanks. He sees him in a positive light where it's like, no, he is the brave sea warrior off to do adventures in the sea. Like, you don't know anything about him. He's a great role model. I don't think he says that, but he, that's where he sees his dad. He sees yeah, like he's a great no. guy. He's out to be Yeah, that's more or less exactly what I was going to say about mm-hmm. his perspective of like what a pirate is. We get okay, there. Okay. All right, absolutely. Um, so then, talking about his father, when he, like, flees the scene, kind of, <laughs> Luffy, just really in a really funny moment, he gets mad because Clahador's trash-talking, like, Usopp's dad in Pirates, and he's like, fight me, like, in the background. Mm-hmm. And Zoro's, like, holding him back. Really funny. <laughs> Hold but him uh, back. Hold after him back. that, he finds Usopp, like, by the sea, right? Yes. And we learn about Usopp's father from mm-hmm. kind of Luffy and him together, though, who's a member of the Red-Haired Pirates. Back-to-back red-haired pirate, I guess, legacy relations now. I have a little slight concern, and you know the answer to this more than I would, is I'm a little concerned because this is a trope that a lot of um, anime manga have done in the past where uh, uh, events, history always repeats itself. So we got a little bit of that trope here where, oh, Luffy respects Shanks and uh, Usopp's father is a part of Shanks' crew. So I'm worried that as we learn more and more about the crew, it's like, oh, Nami's mother was also a red-haired pirate. Oh, Zoro's uncle was... Like, I hope that doesn't happen, <laughs> yeah. because I'm not a huge fan of that trope. One is okay. Want me to tell you? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, One is okay for now, but I really do hope this is a limit. There's a like a, a cap to how much... Because it's fine if, like, you know, for example, Captain Buggy, for example, he's affiliated with Shanks. But he's not right. a part of the cool guy crew now. He's, you know, he was yeah. an outsider. But in this case, you know, I'm just framing here because, you know, they're all about the same age. Luffy, Nami, and Zoro, Usopp. Oh, by the way, the after uh, notes did confirm their ages finally in this arc. Where Luffy 17, Nami 18, Zoro 19. By the way, Zoro does not look 19. He looks like he's like in his older 20s, younger 30s. He's, he's some years on him. 
Yeah, um, he's like that that <laughs> one nineteen year old that no one believes is nineteen. You know. <laughs> yeah. The other the other three characters I can I can totally buy their ages, but um. Yeah. Yeah, we find out that Yasop is an incredible marksman who can claim that he can shoot the the antenna off like an ant from off fifty of, yards like away. Paces or yeah, fifty, 50 paces, paces hundred paces. But he can prove it too. Like literally, he's shooting bottles at yeah, a distance, and Luffy's watching. Um, another thing that I actually didn't verify was was Yasop actually in that first arc, a part of uh, in the background. You know, I should have also gone back and checked, but I'm I don't know. Yeah, because we got I think he's I think he is in at least one panel. If that's the but case, he doesn't like he doesn't do anything really, as you know. Because I definitely know that in one of the pre-chapter images we get later on, we do see Yasop in the corner. Um to you know, because we they've established at that point, yeah, Yasop was part of the crew. But yeah. um yeah, I didn't actually get to confirm that unfortunately. I should have done that myself, but yeah, Yasop just says the pirate flag kept calling me. Felt the adventure call so loudly he left Usopp, and instead of Usopp mm-hmm. feeling you know like you know anger towards his father for leaving him, he has that same urge himself. It's like this natural calling they get to go out to sea. So it's like okay, adventurous spirit. Yeah, in in this arc on my reread, the thing I noticed mm-hmm. the most is how similar. I felt that like Luffy was to Usopp, right? He's That's like, what I was yeah, I kind of understand like the call of adventure. Like my dad went and did it; he followed his dreams, and I'm proud of him for that. You know, like in the same way that we were talking about how Luffy kind of respects people that were like follow their dreams, just go do their thing. Absolutely, I noticed that uh, Luffy and Usopp were basically their starting points are very similar, but their personality traits are almost polar opposites. Where Luffy is too yeah. brash and he gives everything head on. Usopp is finding every excuse to stay in the back and go in last, but he will go after like, it, again, I'm trying to emphasize where he's not a coward. Cause I think at one point some cowards do call him a, some characters call him a coward, but I knew, mm-hmm. um, what, especially later on, we're like, especially after he decked the Butler, after he talked crap about his dad, like, no, this guy is not a coward. He has every excuse not to, to avoid a confrontational fight, but if he's cornered, he is a fighter. He will just try to be a yeah. f- uh, flyer as soon as as much as he can, but he will fight if need be. Yeah, like I guess the the same distinction I was kind of trying to make with that Game of Thrones quote. It's like he's afraid, not necessarily a coward, right? Yeah, he can he can uh, uh, when push comes to shove, he'll eventually use that fear as his great motivator to fight. So yeah, that works out for him more 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 like a Jerry from Tom and Jerry. Well, he'll fight if he needs to, and then we get our big uh, moment. Um, in this arc, in this same chapter where we find out about Yasop is Luffy and Usopp uh, over on the cliff sides that this island is known for, having all these cliffs, these plateaus, um, overhearing the butler and this new character named Django, who is totally not Indian Michael Jackson, by the way. Totally not. Completely yeah, he, he original based character. On Michael Jackson. I was wondering if you'd catch it immediately. I mean, oh, no, immediately. Yeah. Immediately. The yeah, very first scene, he's literally moonwalking in three panels where there he is distant, walking backwards, right. middle panel, next panel. And then he has the pose where he has like the, the leg, the knee up. He's tick, he's tipping the yeah, bowler <laughs> hat. And I'm like, yeah. or, or the fedora. Django. I'm not sure what kind of hat it is, but it's like, with the with the like the the hip hop glasses with the heart shapes and I'm like, but he has that um, I think it's Indian. He has that little uh, attachment on his beard that's like a cylinder. Yeah, I, I don't know no if that's what that's called. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's Indian or another culture, but I, I'm I'm just saying Indian because later on there's another piece about him that we 
learn that's like, okay, I think he might be Indian. This is <clears throat> his weapon of choice. Spoilers. Anyway, we find right. out that <laughs> we find out that Django and the butler are trying to murder Kaya, the mansion owner, because after all, Django is a great hypnotist, and the plan is to hypnotize Kaya to leave everything for her beloved butler. And after all, he's been doing this for three years, so the villagers wouldn't question anything uh, if, with that case. And then she would have a very unfortunate accident, and then he gets everything, which is a very diabolical, right. cruel plan. <laughs> and it, there was a pretty funny moment, like, right after that, when, like, Luffy just didn't even understand, like, what they were saying. He's like, hey, what they're talking about sounds kind of oh mean. <laughs> God, it just completely just, yeah, it yeah. just completely ruined the tension. I guess I shouldn't say ruin. Yeah. It was more like it just... Uh, broke the tension. A little little comic relief for a minute there until yeah. Usopp like just re explains it to him, like explain like I'm fine. Yeah, sorry. And then I'm, I, just, yeah. I, have a little bit, I have a little bit of PTSD from Naruto because Naruto would constantly do this in his series, but he oh, would yeah. literally do it into but not to a comedic effect. It would literally to be right. restate to the audience in dumber terms what is going on. And in this case, I don't think yeah, Usopp was I, literally explaining word for word what we just heard. It was more like Luffy just being Luffy. And then like one panel, one page later, Luffy just goes, hey, you want to fight? <laughs> yeah, like, hey, don't kill that girl. Just like no tact, stands up on the mountainside, yeah, yells uh, at them. Uh, and he's right, right. like, no, no, abort. Uh, yeah, at, least, at least he's true to his character. At least it's true. Um, also, yeah, it, is a little it is a little revealed. Um, it's never confirmed, at least in this arc, what exactly happened to Kaya's parents, where... Um, yeah. the butler has a reaction, I think, because Django said, yeah, it was unfortunate that you did that to her parents. And I think even he was like, it was unfortunate what happened, but I didn't want it to happen. So it's more like, okay, so did he directly murder them? But obviously it wasn't part of the plan or what was going on here. But either way, we're learning more and more about, about this butler that he's a bit cold. He's got this diabolical mm -hmm. plan where he's trying to get these riches in the smoothest, unsuspicious way possible. But then we have Luffy and Usopp here to ruin everything. Yeah. And then, like, Clahador, uh, right? He's like, oh, did you guys hear anything interesting? Usopp, you know, tries to, like, lie away. Like, oh, no, we just got here. And Luffy's like, we heard everything. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, oh hell yeah, we did, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough the whole to, thing, bro. It's not for me to pull up my fist. Let's go. But then we learn yeah. Django's how powerful his hypnotism really is. Because I think before he hypnotizes the kids... And puts himself and the kids to sleep. Um, right, like a little cutaway when uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. talking to Luffy. Yeah, the sorry, the three kids. I I also nicknamed them the 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 failed Dragon the Ball Z characters. Group. I, I call them the failed Dragon <laughs> Ball Z because right. they're named after vegetables. They're literally carrot, yeah, pepper. Yeah. They're like Freeze's henchmen here. But um, yeah, the hypnotist forces um, Luffy to fall asleep and literally fall off the cliff, making everyone think that he died because who would survive a fall like that directly on their head? Luffy can and the hypnotist falls asleep too. But then we learned the next part, which I thought was so unfortunate, but obviously the tale, the, the moral of the boy who cried wolf, which is right. Clahador going, yeah, Usopp, go ahead. Tell the entire village, tell everyone of my plan, the friendly, innocent Butler, who's been helping the sick girl for three years. You, the liar going, trying to convince the entire town of my plans. Go ahead, do it. He doesn't even try to stop him. He just goes, go ahead. Yeah. Do it. So I'm like, like oh, oh, you're going to so go tell the village that pirates are coming, Usopp? Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you haven't done that before, huh? You haven't done that before? Yeah. <laughs> and 
and then uh, we do get a sneak peek of the of his crew. Of oh yeah, we do learn as well. It's Captain Kuro, Captain Kuro. Kuro, yeah, Kuro. Which just uh, I think is just black, like in. I mean, it's a name, but I think like it also just means black. But yeah, Kuro. Oh, if that's the case. Then that makes sense because he's is a, he's the captain of the Black Cat. The Black Cat is the name right. of the ship. Uh, yeah, the entire yeah. crew is cat themed. Um, not in a sexy, kinky way at all, but more like in a very wacky, all oh, these yeah, pirates I, literally I have. <laughs> real missed opportunity there with not a single cat girl on the crew. Could have been on a much different arc, you know? Pro- they're probably underneath the deck. They're probably a bunch of dudes pretending to be that because <laughs> pirates get very lonely at sea. Anyway, we got the next chapter going on here where I have the pre-chapter notes of Zoro fighting a kangaroo and their baby Jack. And I wrote yeah. down General <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> Because it's literally four, <laughs> four practice swords against three. So I just thought it was right. really nice. Yeah, um, I like that art too. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, they've gotten really creative here. But that was the one I really wanted to point out uh, for the meme sake. Um, the Straw Hat crew, they I think they they don't find Luffy yet, right? No, they do. They find him unconscious yeah, on the beach. They're they're meeting and like he tells them basically the rundown of what he knows, right? Yeah, and he actually gets the details right. He doesn't pull a Goku or a Naruto where he yeah. goes, I kind of missed some key details here. And it's like, no, he actually got all the details out. Uh, at least important enough for them to go, okay, wait, no, this is very important. Um, it is established that, because Usopp does try to warn the village, and they actually, because it's the second time in the day, not the first, they actually get pissed off and try and run him out. And it's established that Usopp yeah. is a uh, fast runner. I don't know if that's going to be incredibly important early on, but for this arc, it does happen twice where right. it does save his skin at least once. So I don't know if that's going to be a re- reoccurring theme, but he is a fast runner and we get that same uh, re- reassurance that Nami doesn't think highly of pirates. She calls all oh, the pirates are just dumb. There's no way the villagers are going to not going to listen completely unaware that Usopp is known as, you know, the village liar. She knows he's a liar, but she doesn't understand the reputation that he actually right. has. And Oh, most important note here. The most important th- reason why they have to act fast to this glaring news is because Luffy must buy meat from the butcher before the villagers <laughs> escape yeah. and flee to the I hillside. That was hilarious too. Like, despite he, remembering the whole plan, like knowing what's going to happen, he thinks like the most important thing is like kind of get into town and buy some meat before the butcher flees. Yeah, and he doesn't even say we need supplies for our crew. It's like, no, I need meat. priorities you guys he has his priorities trade he wants to beat bad people up he needs a ship but first meet uh (laughs) then uh usopp is trying to get kaya like cut away he's running to the mansion he tries to tell her the truth and obviously she doesn't believe him she just thinks he's mad at Mm -hmm. clahador slash kuro because of their little fight the other day and what he said about his dad absolutely and And, uh, it was pretty rough (laughs) yeah we're the last time this confrontation happened with when all everyone was there, she actually took Usopp's side, but ultimately, you know, you need to leave here. Uh, in this case, yeah. she thinks Usopp's going too far because it's revealed that she was fully aware Usopp was lying, but she still loved the stories because they were, you know, they're still entertaining. They're still great. And when you're as sick mm-hmm. as hell like she was for three years straight, any type of mental boost is welcome. So I completely understood that. But unfortunately, yeah, totally. yeah but unfortunately, the flaw with her is just never telling him up front, I know you're lying, but please tell me your stories. Like, try not to be as insultful as possible. Just go, no, but I do appreciate your creativity. Please tell me these stories, because they are entertaining regardless. But either, even with that flaw, though, that Kaya revealed that she had, 
Usopp is still trying everything he can to pull her out of the mansion and go, please need to come with me because come tomorrow Mm -hmm. you will see for yourself, but I would rather you not be here. But the guards pick up on it. They try and shoot Usopp. Again, he's a fast runner. This is what I mentioned that second time of that fast runner. And we got to see his slingshot skills here for the first time. Oh, that is true. They two guards try to apprehend him and he shows his accuracy the same way his father has. His father was accurate with the with the pistol, and he's accurate with the slingshot. So the accuracy is runs in the genes. Absolutely. And he's very nimble, very quick. So he is able to get some good headshots on the two guards with small pebbles, by the way. Uh, new readers right. who haven't gotten this far but are re- listening to us somehow. Thank you, by the way. Um, <laughs> he gets good headshots <laughs> on them with little pebbles, knocks them out. and But, you know, uh, Mary, the other butler, gets the pistol. I think it's Mary. Gets the pistol and fires at Usopp because, yeah. obviously, he's trying to kidnap the mansion owner and he gets shot in the arm um he but he avoids the fatal wound because his speed helps him out so that's why i wrote down he's fast runner i don't know if that helped in the long run but we got reassurance why it was important for that villager to point out wow he's a fast runner so then Usopp goes back to meet up with the Straw Hats and uh, his crew, quote-unquote and he's Mm. like oh it was just a joke i was just mad at clahador Right? Like, yeah, I was just kidding. And the pirate, his little group were like, oh, I knew it. And they leave. But, you know, yeah. Zoro immediately recognizes, like, he was just trying to get them to, like, go away and not worry yeah, about it. Yeah, appreciates that. The good heart. The, yeah, he says, the, like, you have a noble heart for that. And I was like, mm-hmm. gets, yeah, he has a pretty good, uh, I guess, perception of Usopp so far. They, they're they thinking pretty highly of him. Yeah. Uh, Luffy was the first to get the light bulb. Resolve. Yeah. Luffy gets the first to get the light bulb, but then Zoro re- uh, confirmed it later on. Um, one quote that I wrote down here that was actually a good character moment, at least to me, was when Usopp was now running from the guards with a bleeding arm and the villagers going, why won't anyone believe me? And you're thinking a fourth wall as a reader going, well, of course no one believes you. You're a liar. But then you're going, right. He's a young, he's a youthful villager. He was just doing this to tell yeah. stories, to be fun. But even this, even now it's this perspective Ooh, where you're me. just. Okay. Sorry. But I- I was going to say, that goes to, like, uh, kind of what you're saying, like, when he really tried to lie, he was bad at it, right? Like, Nami just immediately recognized it. Because yeah. I think, I haven't exactly picked it all the way apart yet, but the mm-hmm. theme of this arc that I caught most about this time is the difference between his lying, which is his, like, attempt to bring people joy, yeah. whereas Kuro's lying is to bring pain, right? So there is a dichotomy there between, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't lie just to be... uh deceitful or like hurtful he's lying to like uplift spirits like all the time i caught yeah very it's a very it's much more complex issue but at least in this just 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 a position we can easily narrow it down to um the selfish lying which is uh uh, captain kiro and his ambitions with uh usopp which is like charitable lying it's more entertainment it's to bring people's spirits up it's to bring people hope uh more on that hope part later but yes. yeah, there, where he's not, he's not doing it just for the sake of I'm doing it because it gives me a, a rush to run from the villagers. Cause it's very clear. He doesn't like actually being hated by the village. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't loves dislike the them, you know, not trying yeah. to scare him. So if anything, it's more how I perceive it as well, where it's like, Oh, he's partially doing it because he's helping bringing some excitement to the village, whether it's, you know, right. he's being the town fool and kind of going along with it. But either way, he's still like, you know, wants to be a part of the crew wants to have those adventures. But Hey, I'm stuck on this island. I'm going to have some fun with it. So it's, I guess you could say he's my favorite, favorite Usopp quote right then or right after this, right? 
when he's like uh, talking to Zoro and Nami and Luffy. And they're like, come on, dude, you're obviously super scared. And he just says, like, so what? That's right. Kind of what, like, you it, know? Yeah, yeah, it confirms that, yeah, I am scared and fearful, but I want to do the right thing. And I think, um, yeah, it's in the next chapter, they do confirm it where the crew, the trio, the Straw Hat Pirates, they confirm that's why they want to help him out because Luffy then says, who'd risk their life out of pity? Right. Like, why don't, like, you believe us? Like, I'm, we're not doing this because we pity you. We're doing this because, no, this is the right thing to do. By the, by the way, guys. Yeah, and like Zoro says, like, I'm helping because, like, you impressed, you impressed me, you know? Like, so I'm going to help. And yeah. Luffy's and then like, yeah, we wouldn't help you because of pity. Yeah, there is some slight, there is some criticism I have here because the last arc did a very good job with Nami as a character. In this arc, I think she literally mentions, oh, I'm just in it for the treasure, like, four or five times in these chapters. And I'm like, come on. Again, right. I'm hoping there's her moment in the future but as of right now, she was a little repetitive. She was a little on the flat side. Yeah, I get we have a, a new character. Mind. Yeah, we got Usopp here, so we have the, all the character focuses on him. But when she kept mentioning over and over again, oh, I'm just in it for the treasure. The treasure abroad. Oh, don't steal my treasure. And it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. You did a great job, Nami, last arc, but now it's a little annoying. I really hope this isn't persistent throughout the series. But there could be something more there. But we'll see. Okay, yeah, so, so then they kind of strategize, right? Basically, like, Zoro's <laughs> like, oh, I cut. Luffy's like, I stretch. Nami's like, I steal. Right? And Usopp's like, I hide and run away. I hide and run Which away. Which was funny. But yeah, but, so yeah. They, they kind of get their strategy and planned, like, they're going to meet up on the shore at the slope and defend a slope that's, like, the only entry point, basically. Yeah, Us- Usopp asks the crew, hey, have you guys seen the movie 300 where the numbers don't matter if we have a narrow pass? Yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> Plus, we got, we, got, we got some oil here to help us out, too, so that'll, help, that'll really help out. Um, but there was a very fortunate, a very fortunate mistake for the sake of action, the sake of adventure, where Usopp yes. just remembers, oh, there's another pass identical to this to the north, and I just assumed they were here because this is where we saw them meeting up. And I kind of was mixed on this because I'm like, that's a very convenient mistake for the sake of us not having this, you know, this actual good defense. But at the same time, I'm like, well. Usopp's not an experienced adventurer. He's still a kid. Yeah. And he made an assumption, which is a flaw. Um, I'm sorry, a mistake, not a flaw. Sorry, he made a mistake. But we'll see where it goes from this, because actually throughout this arc, uh, a couple of the characters do make some periodic mistakes. In this case, Usopp made the mistake yeah. of assuming, oh, they met here, therefore they're going to attack here. He's like, no, let's go north. Right. So, like, they've already, like, kind of slicked that, like, set up their trap. They've got oil, so they can't run up it, but it's the wrong hill. So they mm. immediately, Luffy's like, oh, like, where are they then? So, oh, it's straight to the north. And Luffy's mm. like, straight north, gone. <laughs> Instantly gone. First one And out. we are we are reminded again that, because we, sorry, we are, we established early on that Luffy is a terrible navigator. And this is yes. terrible with a capital T. Because while Luffy is, I think, literally the fastest by far and the first to leave, he is the last to show up to the scene because he gets lost again and again because he thought North was where it was the coldest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, like, on a small island like this, I don't know where you got that logic. I don't know if there's, a, like, an urban legend that reinforces that, but clearly he is in the wrong here. And... Yeah, and it just it ruins the chances of them actually getting to the pirates advancing. The pirates plan right, to... And instead, Usopp's the first one there, which, ooh, that's going to be rough. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, we should cover real quick. The pirates plan. Um, they do plan to pillage and destroy the villagers and the village, but it's mainly a distraction so that, oh, because of all this damage going on, this is how the accident happened with the mansion owner. Like, it's part of a cover, so the hypnotist can get to the mansion yeah. undetected and then do the, the magic, which is weird because if they just learned how Usopp snuck in, Django could have just done that the whole time because clearly there's issues with the guards in that mansion because Usopp was able to sneak in again and again. But, eh, you know, they're, as Nami said, they are just dumb pirates. Um, Usopp's the first to get there, and because, oh, and then we have that real quick cartoony moment where Nami uh, accidentally, accidentally in quotes, leaves uh, Zoro stuck in the oil because I guess she miss, miss, uh, missteps, starts slipping. Zoro tries to help her, and then she kind of just uses yeah. him to propel herself <laughs> and, forward. Like, throws him down to climb up, yeah. Yeah, and then it's just, this, uh, I guess it's a, it's a building dynamic that we're going to get where Nami and Zoro really butt heads a lot. They don't have the best teamwork as of right now because Zoro right, right now just hates her guts because he just leaves her leaves him in the oil. Oh, she's just going, hey, it's better that one of us got out rather than both of us, right? <laughs> Yeah, when, when Zero shows up, like, it's better than one of us than not either of us. Like, if it was going to be one of us, it should have been me. Yeah. And he's not wrong, really. Mm-hmm. So Usopp attempts to try and bribe the, te- uh, the, 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 the cat pirates, the black cat pirates. Uh, right, because backtrack they see- a little bit. Backtrack? Okay. Yeah, because before Zero got here, when he's, like, trying to talk him down, like, oh, yeah, take that money that you found on the Nami Oh, Usopp. Usopp, yeah. Usopp's yeah. Because, yeah, Usopp's... Uh, more of a talker. He's not a fighter. He'll do everything he can to avoid conflict. Not because he's a pacifist, but because that's just how he is. He's a flight. He's a flyer all the way up until he must be a fighter. So he's, even if it means trying to bribe with treasure, that's not even his. <laughs> right. Could they find that? Nami arrives and says, hell no. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And of not course, giving the, away my treasure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course the navigator would be the one to be right behind uh, the, the village native. Who would know exactly where it's at? She would just be like, yeah, because I know where North is. So then we have Nami and Usopp trying to actually act. And like you said, of course he got there. He knows the way, and as you established, he's pretty fast. You know, yeah, fast runner. First, of course, yeah, native native to the island, so he's there like just long enough to distract the team to try a bribe and not successfully do it. Because they're just like, how about we just take the treasure and kill you? We can just do both. And he's just like, well. Oh, and then we got that, like, that really funny character interaction between Usopp and Nami when she gets there, and he's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Go ahead and go fight. I'll back you up. <laughs> you know? Like, and she's yeah, like, exactly. what? what can I do? Like, I'm just one exactly. girl. And he's like, I can't do it because I'm a guy. Like, my legs are shaking. And like, they're, like, yeah. arguing about, like, who's more afraid. <laughs> Usopp's like, I loved Usopp's that a lot. Like, yeah, Usopp's like, dude, I play Widowmaker and Overwatch. I'm always in the back, dude. You gotta be some yeah. the tank. Go forward, man. You gotta help me out. Um, but yeah, we just like, come on, man, I'm crying. Yeah. And then Nami has, uh, she doesn't say it outright, but she, she definitely had the reverse mindset because she wants people to distract so she can reassure that her treasure is safe and make sure, Hey, what if that ship over there, maybe they got some, something real quick. Cause after all, she is a thief. Right. Yeah. That's her thing. They're, you know, they're both not in their elements at all, which I thought was a really good startup. So why these goons were able to put up a pretty good fight. Right, and then, like, while they're arguing, the, the black cat pirates don't even really wait for them to finish. They're just like, ah, screw this, go, charge. And they start mm-hmm. charging them. Yeah. Then Usopp pulls out his uh, caltrops, right? They're called little, yep. like, 
step on sharp things, and Nami's yep. like, oh, sweet, like, give me some of those. She grabs some, they scatter them down the hill, and yep. it slows them down a little bit, but, you know, it doesn't really stop them. Yeah, they're cats. They can, they, they'll, 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 they'll navigate the caltrops with their accurate paws, but... And then we, uh, Usopp made the mistake earlier of assuming the wrong location. Then we get Nami making a mistake because we, we, we established last arc. She's not a, a natural, um, like, protege when it comes to fighting. That's more of Zoro's yeah. case or Luffy's. Because with the Caltrops, she accidentally tossed them everywhere, <laughs> including behind yeah. them. So they couldn't make a hasty retreat to go further up the hill, the slope. And that got them cornered enough to take some serious blows. Usopp got a major blow in the back of the head. Right. Uh, she was re- she does save Usopp from a fatal blow, but then she gets uh, pushed back into a, a rock where she basically hurts her back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like, Usopp took out a couple of them with his slingshot again. It gets the accuracy, pretty good aim, like, but not enough. Yeah, we're 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 showing that Usopp's resourceful, similar to Nami was in the last arc, where they use everything yeah. around them. Nami was resourceful with people. Uh, Usopp was resourceful with tools. And I'm like, okay, well, that's definitely, we can definitely work something with that. And even, and right when they're on their last edges, uh, Luffy and Zoro join Smash, and they are now part of the fight. Right. Zoro first, right? I think they show up at the same time. I think they both show up. No, you're right. I, you're right. They're both at the top of the hill. Yeah. Yeah, because some so of the I remember that panel. I was them, like, yeah. ooh, here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember being hyped when that panel showed up and they're both standing there. Yeah. So they both show up to smash. Um, oh, wait, real quick. Before that, though, when, like, Usopp, you said he got, like, beat pretty bad. Like, not fatally, but he's, like, on the ground. And he's still just giving his best. And it was a really yeah, good effort. Yeah, good character his for Usopp. He tries to slow him down. Like, he can't even stand up, it seems like. But he wraps his arms around their waist, you know. It doesn't work, though, obviously. It, it was actually pretty similar to, um, I, I know, My Hero Academia fan making a reference here. It reminded me of when <laughs> uh, Bakugo was fighting in the test against All Might. And even though Bakugo was down and beaten, he was doing everything he can to fight. And I think he ended up like yeah. trying to bite All Might's hand with his teeth, even though he had like no energy, no power. And at this point, Usopp was like like reaching his hand out to try and grab any leg, like trip, maybe it's just slow him down yeah. half a second, anything. And he gets beaten up even more so, even though he's like bleeding out from the head. So respect. We got the willpower to keep on fighting. And I'll just another quick uh, recap. To Zoro and Luffy's entrance, I really loved that panel where just all of a sudden the enemy pirates are like in the air. There's like blood droplets all around them. You get like Usopp's shocked face, and Nami's yeah. just like relieved, like "Oh, about time!" Oh yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. about time. Zoro and Luffy, about time you get. I loved show, that. <laughs> it was a really <laughs> cool like entrance. Yeah, that's why I wrote down Luffy and Zoro join Smash because you have like that perfect white pa- panel in the background, yeah. so it looks like all oh, you just need is a some Photoshop to put in the words like Luffy stretches his gum gums his way into smash or something like that. Yeah. We're missing that. Uh, I don't get a lot of notes here for this next chapter because at this point the action is like going on and on. I just have hypnotist uh, does his uh, powers to try and make the crew stronger by, you know, just telling them you are incredibly strong. You are not tired. You are not hurt. You will be the greatest fighter, the greatest fighters. And it does seem to work momentarily because everyone's intimidated going oh no the the crew is now beefed up luffy mm-hmm. doesn't know when to look away because he got <laughs> hypnotized earlier yeah. and he did the same but now we have a souped up luffy going nuts introducing a uh, gum gum gatling gun where basically yeah. he's doing his his best jojo impression without actually saying oro 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 and just totally annihilating the henchman crew uh just before he 
starts tearing apart the black cat ship. He rips apart the also stem post super sick panel with like just all of his fists like in the panel, like in the air, like flying. You see like thirty fists all going to super fast consecutive JoJo punching, basically the gum gum gatling. Yeah, that's that's always a, a favorite technique of a lot of animators is to just show all the fists on the screen at once to to just yeah. to, to visualize. These are just rapid fire punches going all at the same time. I know One Punch Man does it. I know uh, My Hero Academia does it. I know like some Looney Tunes do it. The cartoons. It's just a, it's a nice technique yeah. to just illustrate the the quick punches. Um, but eventually he's hypnotized to sleep because like oh crap I just created the Hulk. Uh, Django puts him to sleep and then <laughs> Luffy After is crushed. He, uh, he like rips off their <laughs> ship's figurehead, right? Like he's yeah, about he... to smack him with it, and Django's like oh shit. But absolutely, he, absolutely. He goes full Hulk mode and starts just ripping apart the ship piece by piece. And if he wasn't put to sleep, he was probably going to use that as like you know a weapon to swing around. And then <laughs> Django just. Puts and then him we to get sleep. a cutaway to Kaya, right? And that's she finds her butler's body, who we clawed like sliced him up the night before. Or yeah, with, with that one. He panel. told Mary everything. Yeah, the one panel of multiple blades. It was a small panel, but we see that there's multiple blades. And I was initially thinking, right? okay, wait, is this like a, a man claw thing? Is this like a, a multi-knives thing that Buggy had? I didn't think it was a Buggy thing because I wouldn't think they would have two villains in a row yeah, like that would have the back. exact same weapons. But yeah, it looked like claws. And because it was cat-themed, I'm thinking like, okay, it's probably just claw paws or something. But they look like bigger swords. But yeah, Mary somehow yeah, survives. And, exp- and basically, I have the summary of the entire chapter here. Mary explains the plot. <laughs> it yeah, catches up to Kaya, Kaya to the plot. It tells her everything. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just catches up the entire plot with Kaya. Um, that's basically it. But now Kaya knows the truth, and then she wants to make it right. I think she leaves in this chapter as well. She's just going to, yeah, I think she's just going to give it to him, right? Like, maybe I'll, if he wants my fortune, he can have it as long as he leaves and leaves the village alone. So then yeah. she starts to to the beach. Ris- yeah, risks her health. She's still sweating profusely, not just because of a tense moment, but because she's still really sick. And she goes out to try and do what's right. Right. And then around that same time, the, the Usopp pirates are kind of theorizing that Usopp was lying. And thus they also figure out the truth. And then they mm. see Kaya walking toward the beach, and they also head toward the beach. Yes. And unfortunately, we get to a part of the arc that I actually do have some legit complaints about. Not nitpicks, like actual complaints. And that is the the Meowbin brothers, uh, Butchie and Siam. Uh, character design uh, wise, the- yeah. Sorry, I, I know you're a huge fan of One Piece, but this is like no, the no, no. Going. They look fucking stupid. Yeah, aesthetically, that's just the first part. Aesthetically, they're kind of dull. They just look like here's a big guy with some cat paws and ears. Here's a really skinny guy with cat paws and ears. Personality wise, they're very bland. But even Moji did something like so memorable to the worst degree that I was like, okay, screw this guy. In this case. Right. They were a little bland, but even with the fighting, I had some issues here because Zoro starts fighting Siam uh, primarily with Butchie eventually chiming in. Um, Zoro makes the mistake of uh, being uh, blindsided again, even though just last arc he he fought a swordsman who fought dirty. So I thought he would have been a bit more prepared, but he was Mm -hmm. immediately fooled by Siam because he he did the... uh, what's it called uh the hustle move where he pretended that he was like a scaredy cat literally because you know cat puns galore right which is which is fine <laughs> i ex- i excuse the cat puns this is oda if he didn't use cat puns yeah. i would have been disappointed um but 
Yeah. But so he quickly gets a cheap shot on Zoro, scars him exactly where he got, or not exactly, but very close to where he got his knife wound from the last arc. He takes his two swords and he does do the bad thing, which we established last arc. Don't mess with Luffy's hat. In this case, don't mess with Zoro's swords. He totally Mm -hmm. kicks the swords away and Zoro has only one sword. Um, And eventually, uh, I'm going to kind of combine the next couple of chapters because this is like a big fight between uh, Zoro and uh, the brothers. There's a part where... Just one real quick moment that I did really like from Zoro is when uh, he's like struggling, obviously. He's got one sword and he's trying to fight off both the brothers. Oh, yeah. And Usopp tries to help. So he's like trying to provide some sniping support, but Zoro sees the bullet, you know, and catches it, and he intentionally body blocks it. Okay, because he for... doesn't want them to like start attacking Nami and Usopp instead. He's like, no, I'll, let me handle this. Okay, that was actually thank you for. I actually skipped that on accident. That's another complaint I had actually, because the, Zoro is acting like these are video game rules where oh, you fire a slingshot and you hit one of them, they will just get aggroed to you. But it's like they can still see you shouting <laughs> yeah. at them. They can see where the a rock got flung from. They're gonna be aggroed anyway by your logics, and so you might as well just accept the help. Originally, when he did that, I thought it was because Zoro was again trying to push for like, "I am the greatest swordsman. I don't want any handicaps helping me." I thought that was gonna be the reason, but instead, Nami tells us, "Yeah, I think oh, it's he's like saving maybe us, a little half us. and half, so like fifty fifty kind of thing." Yeah, yeah. So I was completely. Uh, backtracked by that and I went okay wait that makes little sense I thought it was going to be the whole thing of Zoro wanting to be the great swordsman no handicaps but instead Nami is telling us oh he's doing this to save us because you're still bleeding out and we don't want to get attention drawn to us and it's like no they, they established that these two brothers are very efficient crewmen they're going to spot them anyway they they saw Zoro shout at them that plan's ruined so that reasoning was actually really bad so that was complaint number two on that um and my next complaint about, again, this is all the Miabin brothers, by the way. This is where my complaints are going to start and end. Yeah, they're literally, literally the worst. <laughs> yeah, like even like fight choreography, it's not very well either. First two reasons already stated. And then another part where uh, Siam pins Zoro. Like he actually has a grip on both his hand, his arms. And so Bushy can do like his cannonball uh, catapult move. Because haha, catapult. Um, and crush him because Bushy is a big guy. Um, right. The, for those who don't remember, these two characters literally have cat paws as their weapons. Like they actually have like claws, yeah. like as a cat can sink into your skin. If anyone has a cat, you know those cats can really dig in with tinier claws. And these guys have like human sized paws. And they make a joke about it, but she does, where like, because Zoro manages to uh, evade the fall, even though he's pinned. And but she goes, like, Siam, brother, why didn't you? sink your claws into him and he goes oh he's stronger than i thought or something like that and I'm like, like yeah, flesh like doesn't that. yeah that's it was a really to me that was a bad excuse i'm like literally claws are like the one of the they're made to tear through flesh easily i, I don't understand how he like he didn't even have any like blood marks like from the scars he was like the like siam was literally trying to grab him with his hands and not his claws and i'm thinking like that's kind of a missed opportunity there to have like some really cool like marks on his arms later on yeah. and avoid some of the way. But yeah, like yeah, that would have been cool if he like skewered through his hands, but then yeah. he couldn't have gotten away probably. So, you know, yeah. Plot yeah. Up. So ultimately this fight uh, with Zoro and the Miabin brothers, I'm, I just wasn't a fan of, like I thought it was really poorly done. And um, I, which is I agree with you actually. I think it's one of the weaker fights just in the whole series. Honestly, they uh, okay. even took too long to beat him. They're weaker. Zoro shouldn't have struggled that much. It was basically yeah. just to fill a little bit of time. 
Yeah, I understand. Yeah, the in-universe reasoning why he took longer makes sense because he only had one sword and he's fighting against two people and he's not experienced. So it does make sense in-universe. But to fill in that time, it wasn't creative because usually when we mentioned this last episode too, we, we like it when characters get creative with the limited tools they have to show off their intelligence. And when Zoro had only one sword instead of his three, usual three, I'm thinking like, okay, is he going to start fighting dirty? Like the last arc where he learned that um, the guy on the unicycle, I forgot his name. Uh, Kabaji. Kabaji. Thank you. Kabaji was fighting dirty by kicking dirt. He was like throwing daggers or something like that. So like, I was thinking like, okay, maybe is Zoro going to start kicking dirt to blind one guy while he fends off the other? Maybe the anime did this better, but quite frankly, the manga no, did not do this fight very well. Yeah. This fight did not do it very well. Um, for those who are huge har- hardcore One Piece fans, don't worry. This is where my complaints mainly end because this fight in particular had like three or four. Well, no, I don't think you're going to have any problems. This is most people's least favorite arc of One Piece. Really? Most people. Yeah. Okay. Really. Okay. But this fight alone was like, okay, there's a lot of flaws with this fight. But so far, like it's kind of spoilers for the characterization. Like I'm loving Usopp. I think he has so much potential to be a fantastic character. I like Usopp too. Yeah. Yeah, and then plus the first chapter, the one-shot chapter, was uh, a a nice world-building for me. But also, kind of skipping ahead... Oh, before we skip ahead with uh, um, Kiro showing up. Um, I have pre-chapter notes. uh, The last three pre-chapters where... The next three three pre-chapters where it's just showing the characters (laughs) looking nice and sharp. But they have, like, two references to, like, King Kong and Kaiju movies where the crew members are like giant robots and there's biplanes oh, flying yeah. around. And yeah, then literally cool. the next, yeah. And then literally the next one, um, the crew themselves are flying biplanes with a smaller King Kong in the back of one. And uh, this is a, this is a small dumb thing I wrote for me personally, hard to see, but Nami is looking sharp with a happy victory black plane. Cause she's wearing like a button up with a collar shirt. I don't know why mm. I noticed that. I wrote that down again. For the uh, buggy circus pre-chapter. Because it wasn't buggy circus, but it was like a circus where they're like, they're just looking like circus folk. And then she's looking good too. And I wrote down again, damn redheads always getting to me. Because every single time I read or watch (laughs) fiction, it's always the redheads. And I'm always noticing, god damn it, Jacob, control yourself. God damn it. And (laughs) That's funny. Completely off off topic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're an hour and two minutes, so we're going to condense, basically. Oh, I mean, it's, it's pretty much it, right? Zoro gets his swords back because Nami, like, you know, she rushes him. Yeah. She manages to kick him to him. And then the Meowbons get wrecked. One hit, yeah. basically. One attack. Uh, real quick, we get to see uh, Django. He tries to chuck some chakrams. I think he does hit Nami at one point, enters her shoulder. Uh, by the way, yeah, chakrams are the reason the why I thought he was Indian, because chakrams are most famously used in India, or at least the the Indian area. Where basically right. they're just exactly what he used. They're the razor sharp yeah. discs that are used as projectiles, or you could actually use them as melee weapons, almost like brass knuckles. But I wouldn't recommend them in that form. Um, but they double as his hypnotist, his little, uh, his little, his little glass to hypnotize. But then we so. get a kind of if you have ever played Dark Souls, or if any listeners have, we get an Ornstein and Small moment where the two go down. But then Django hypnotizes the big one, right? Uchi, and, and then because <laughs> they weren't there when the rest of the crew. How did I not so then, see that? <laughs> yeah, right. One of them goes down and the other one gets stronger. So then Zoro yeah. keeps on fighting him as a oh, distraction, kind of. There's complaint number four or five. He gets buffed, but he doesn't do anything for like two chapters because there's yeah. like a confrontation. Because we get eventually, we do get Kiro uh, eventually um, being involved. 
And he is actually a pretty decent villain. Like, he's not as good as Buggy. Buggy, to me, is still, like, a very entertaining and diabolical villain because he's insane, but he's also fun to watch. Kuro is just cold where he's calculating. He's a planner. He's got the glasses motif. Uh, They explain that annoying habit that I pointed out where he's using his palms to pour up his glasses. And it's because it's to remind him that, oh, by the way, you have swords on your claws at your weapons. He's got Freddy Krueger arms by the uh, hands (laughs) where he's all fingers are bladed with the the size of regular swords. And he uses palms because you can't use your fingers normally to put up your glasses if you have swords sticking out of your fingers and, you know, accidentally poke your eye out. So I kind of wish Django didn't explain that word for word because I felt so proud when I texted Justin going, dude, it makes sense. Look at those weapons. Of course you can't do that. Oh, it's so great. And then two pages later, Django explains and I'm like, God damn it, Django. <laughs> Justin's not going to believe me now. He yeah. thinks I read two chapters ahead and went back thinking, see, Justin, I did it on my own. I'm I, smart. I totally believed you. <laughs> going, uh, I thought it was a good moment, but... Um, yeah, so then, like, Nami does manage to wake Luffy up, and then we kind of separate into separate fights, right? Oh, and of course, I wrote down for that. Uh, chapter starts with fanboys jealous of Luffy as Nami stomps on his face. Again, there's something about the redheads with this weird line of thought. I'm sorry, but that's the thing I wrote down. Because, <laughs> like, with the first panel <laughs> of the chapter, you just see yeah. her boot smashing his face. And I bet there's a fanboys out there. And don't tell me they don't exist. Because one of those end chapter notes was someone asking Oda, hey, what are the measurements of Nami? And I'm just like, dude, fanboys, chill. <sighs> yeah. Chill. Chill. Really you have to be a bit more creative, man, with your perviness. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hide it a little bit. Right. You gotta hide it. Anyway, um, Luffy wakes okay, up. Okay, fast track. Yeah, Luffy's yeah. up. The rest of the Usopp pirates arrive after Luffy decks Kuro from a distance with a really mm-hmm. good stretch punch. They kind of start beating on his face a little bit, which is just funny. It was a really funny moment. They all like jump out of the woods with like a frying pan and a shovel, start like beating on Kuro's oh, yeah. face while he's on yeah, the ground. Start, yeah, they start beating him up, trying to hold him back. Uh, Kaya but does unfortunately, make it, to- it, it does essentially nothing. <laughs> yeah, Kaya does make it to the scene. She, uh, <laughs> I pull, I wrote down, and then I pull out my gun because she makes it, and then she tries to pull it on uh, Kuro. <laughs> um, yeah. I do want to skip around a little bit because these are small moments where Kuro just reinforces how cold he is, where he says that I had to humiliate myself serving you just to pretend I cared. So that these people yeah, like I never me. cared, basically. Yeah, right? he Fuck just because basically we get, this, we get the idea of who this guy is and why Luffy absolutely hates this guy is he wanted to retire in peace. He was he thought it was life was getting a little dull, but he kind of kind of accepted that. But he wanted the wealth to back it up. So he wanted to live in the mansion on his own on an island surrounded by villagers who think he's a very nice guy, while the rest of the world thinks Captain Kiro, his old identity, is dead. Which I totally bought, by the way, because when we see that flashback, we see him actually attacking Captain Morgan and his ship. And right. the old, the, old, the, the axe-hand Morgan, um, where he just slaughters the entire crew. He boards the entire ship. It's a very gruesome scene, actually a really badass panel. Yeah. And then he sees one survivor and goes, oh, this guy's alive? Okay, Django, hypnotize him convince him that he captured and obtained Captain Kiro. Uh, we're going to just use one of my henchmen, uh, hypnotize him, tell him he's Kiro and believes he's Kiro and the world will think I'm dead. And that's also Right. And- so quick note, I liked Kuro's ideals, right? Like it's an interesting concept, like a pirate that's trying to kind of distance themselves away, but overall I'm not a huge fan of Kuro himself. Like he could have been a lot better. 
Oh yeah. In terms of understanding his ideals, like, oh yeah, I totally understood what he was trying to do. Where basically he yeah. loved the idea of getting the the wins, but he didn't like the consequences. Where we're trying to continue with that theme here of like every action has consequences. Um, in this yeah. case, he, like, oh, pillaging and raiding has consequences. Oh, this sucks. And then Luffy ultimately, when they're having their fight, their battle of ideologies despises him for that because it's like, no, you should be proud of your reputation. You should be proud of who you are. Even though it's weird because there are the pirates talking about this kind of thing. But ultimately, it's like, no, be proud of who you are. You can't just run from who you are. And Kiro is doing everything he can to try that. Um, right. So then in also, the present. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Continue. I, I was going to wrap up and say it also has a very real quick, unnecessary, but likable uh, backstory to how Captain Morgan got promoted. Because I don't think he was a captain at this point. It was just that, oh, this is how he got right. his jaw injury. This is how he got a scar. She lost his arm because of Kiro. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yes. I didn't need to know that, but that was cool. It connected the dots. Right, yeah. It was interesting. So, yeah. okay, so then uh, Kaya and the kids, Usopp's like, tells them to run. He's like, hey, protect Kaya, get her out of here. And Jango mm-hmm. goes after them. Yeah, it, it did amount to almost nothing, but it was the confirmation that Kaya um, gets her confirmation to like, oh, my butler is actually a, you know, a pirate, a scumbag. He's a horrible monster. And then Kira doesn't even hide that at all. Uh, Kiro and Luffy will proceed to fight. Um, yeah, while Kaya it's is an trying to fight. Yeah, it's all right. uh, the fight itself was pretty good. Um, again, I like the yeah, I like the fight. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But especially after it just came after the Miyabin brothers, I thought it was really good by comparison. Yeah. But if <laughs> I'm going to say that, I yeah. think it got amped up because of how bad like that yeah. fight was. And, honestly, and Kiro is a cool fighter. Um, at first, I thought he could instant transmission because he's literally teleporting everywhere. But right. it's kind of shown that he actually just is incredibly quick, like a mm-hmm. kind of like in again my hero reference. Sorry guys, my hero reference like All Might season one where he's running around so fast and he's teleporting seemingly, but you can see the dust where he just left or where he's going. Right. So it's like that where and that's how Luffy picks up on it. He literally sees the dust in the in the from the dirt around as he's going fast, and then that's how he proceeds to counter him at a speed. It takes him a little bit though because Kiro gets some good hits against uh, Luffy. He's actually, he first hits Luffy before Luffy can hit him back, I think. When we kind of skipped Usopp's, like, quote-unquote, his other good moment, which was when he was, like, kind of, he tries to run after them to, like, protect his crew and Kaya, but he, like, can't. Right, and then he gives the, yeah, he gives his command to his crew, protect uh, Kaya at all costs. Right, and Curl's like, it's good that you can't walk, because Jenga would kill you anyways. And Usopp's like, I don't even care as long as I can save them, right? Like, yeah, as you a great your... warrior of the sea, I can't let them hurt my crew. Yeah. I like that moment a lot. I love my stuff. people. I love my crew. So, again, part of the reason why, like, I thought it was still a good arc, because um, Usopp as a character, he's got some great characterization. But the fight choreography, the fighting parts were less than stellar, which is unfortunate, because the first two arcs were fantastic. Um, yeah. we are, we are praising how it was easy to follow the action, uh, little creative moments made sense. Like how Nami and Luffy teamed up against buggy at the end of that last arc was great. And then this one, we get more of a one-on-one thing where it's Kiro, uh, Kuro against Luffy, but it's, it's still really good. Um, I know it's time. Yeah, we got a pretty here, cool up, up, Zoro and Usopp moment though. I like that towards the end of the fight. Um, yeah, gosh. Oh, we also... So, okay, missed- wait, so, wait, we're still on the hill, right? Usopp does it a little bit, and then Zoro's, like, after he beats the other Meowban guy, he's like, hey, Luffy, I'm gonna take Usopp, because he can't walk, to go protect his friends. Is right. that cool? And Luffy's like, yeah, do it. 
Yeah, I kind of, I kind of speaks volumes that we forgot about that portion because, like, oh yeah, he beat the other brother, even though he got the Ornstein Smoke power up, and it's like it didn't amount to anything really. Like, but yeah, got a little Zora stronger. with three swords was way above him. Yeah, yeah, which is fine, but it really, you know, what it felt like now. That you, now I'm thinking about it, it feels like those, uh, those lesser shonen action movies where it's theater only, and you get the side characters coming mm-hmm. in to take on the side villains that are movie only, and they get taken down yeah. like in one yeah. two hits. And it's like, oh, right. so you're a nothing villain. Speed. That's what this felt like when Zoro was finishing off Butchie. And, and when it's yeah, in I the agree. manga, and it's just like, hey, man, that was really fast. And not to mention everything before that was just flawed. Um, oh, pre-chapter, pre-chapter art. We are actually getting something that I think is important and not just me acknowledging that I still have a thing for redheads. God damn it, Jacob. It is... <laughs> Uh, Captain Buggy is rowing away from piranhas and sharks and proceeds to have a mini adventure ah, from going yes. to an island and trying to survive when he's just the head, hands, and feet. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so, he lost other parts and they're gone. Yeah, and we get to see Cho Cho again. He's biting on Moji's ass, which or Mohi's ass, which is uh, a sight that's great. Get them getting chased out. Um, yeah, so I wonder if that's going to go anywhere because that's actually a little story that we're getting to see. But either way, it's entertaining. And so, so like, okay, yeah, this is the point where like that stuff is actually really happening, and it's like showing you what other people are doing. Yeah, in that's brief that's little snip. That's what yeah. I was. That's what I was wondering. I'm thinking eventually they'll return back to the naval base where uh, the kid from the first arc with Zoro. Uh, I think we'll eventually see him again because we're getting stories like this now. And I'm going, oh, okay, maybe Oda realized, oh, I can do these side stories in these pre-chapter artwork and not just these AU pick pieces where like, these characters are like in different clothing, exotic, or they're at a circus. It's like, no, right. we can actually use some side stories now. And that's a great opportunity. So I really, I'm digging those. Um, okay. one fifteen. basically any clothes, basically we'll just kind of wrap it up, right? We're an hour and 15 minutes, but oh, okay, they fine. fight. Yeah. So we get like Luffy finishing his fight with curl. Pretty cool fight. I like mm-hmm. the way he ended it. it. Was a really cool move, right? Since Kuro is so fast, he tries to counter that by like wrapping his arms and legs like around oh. his body so he can't run away. <laughs> that gum was cool. gum bell, gum gum bell. Yes. That was the move where he headbutts him. Oh, another complaint. I'm sorry. <laughs> when he's wrapped, <laughs> he's wrapped on Kuro, the guy who has blades sticking out of his hands. It wait, okay, was his arms bound? Like he, he could he not? Yeah, move? he Luffy literally swirled his arms around. Oh, uh, like okay, out, and he was okay. Never mind. Him, like, I rescind, I rescind it yeah. because I didn't see him wrapping his arms around his to actually completely mobilize him. And uh-huh. I thought, why didn't uh, Kiro just reach his arms forward and stab Luffy in the back? Why couldn't he just do that? But now that you point that out, I go, okay, I I missed that. Okay, because I'm again, I was still going thinking off the the Siam. And uh, Zoro fight, and I'm just like, why didn't he just do that? Right. But because yeah, yeah, Luffy he... did not make the same mistake that Siam made. He definitely made sure he wasn't going. Okay, he him. wrapped him up. Okay, okay. Um, defeats Kuro. Uh, I really, literally, don't know what happens to them. I think they're on the boat or they're apprehended. I actually don't remember what happens to them. They get yeah, he up. he literally like throws him at the rest of the crew, and he's like, "Take your trash and get out of here. And never come back." Oh yeah, Kuro does have a really great. Uh, ultimate move kind of like how uh buggy had chop chop festival uh in this case it was out of the bag and where he literally is just running so fast and slicing anything he saw so his own crew members were getting cut one by one and they're scared shitless um at first i was thinking it was gonna be like a judgment cut from 
like from Virgil from uh, Devil May Cry, where he just disappears real quick and reappears, and then he just relaxes, and then everyone gets cut all at the same time, like a samurai classic move a little bit. But right. instead, he's moving around cutting up people, and that's how Luffy starts tracking him. Luffy does get cut up a few times, but that's when you said he get he apprehends him, uh, wraps around yeah. him, Fantastic Four style, Mr. Fantastic style, and then headbutts him, knocks him out, throws him on the boat, day is saved. I don't know if they sail right. off. And then meanwhile, or... at around the same time, Jango has caught up to Kai and the kids. She wrote the will in exchange for saving the kids' lives, right? So oh, she abs- says. Absolutely. And then Zoro and Usopp are getting close, but of course, originally Zoro ran the wrong way, so they were a little late. Of course. And like, they're running up on them, and Jango's like, nope, too late. And Zoro's like, nah. He like cuts down that branch, like right in front of him. And right. Jango's kind of like, huh? And then and, like, Usopp, Usopp then has the clear shot and takes him out, which that was a pretty cool team moment. A little trust yeah. there that Zoro trusts Usopp. You know, he's like, he can make this shot easy. Yeah, I think they're establishing that Zoro is definitely more of a team player when he can be, and Nami is not. Nami will literally try and throw people under the bus right. to help herself out, which again, because she's not officially part of the crew yet. They established it last arc. So I was fine with that. And yes. Zoro is definitely more of a team player where he will uh, definitely help people out. And he has the natural fighting intellect, so he knows exactly what to do without asking. I'm not going to charge this guy because he can just kill the girl right now. I'm going to cut this branch, right. confuse him why I'm doing that. And then that's when Usopp in the background gets his explosive pellet or smoke bomb, whatever, just bullseye yeah, right in the head. Shot. <laughs> yeah, knocks him out or kills him. So we see he's way. got a little more in his arsenal. He's got like lead shots. And now we see he's got explosive shots. He's got mm-hmm. some caltrips. He's got he's got tools. You know, he's like a trapper almost, it seems like. Yeah, resourceful with his tools. Uh, going back to uh, not maybe being resourceful, interacting with people and navigating. And Usopp is very uh, resourceful when it comes to tools. He knows what to do, when to use them. Um, eventually, the Straw Hat Pirates win. Um Oh, I wrote down here because they do establish that uh, we do see a different type of boat in the last chapter of this arc where the black cat ship, I noticed, is a massive boat. It has like, at least two decks of cannons pointing out. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a ship of the line class. For those who don't know, the ship of the line classes were literally made to be the biggest, sturdiest boats possible for firepower's sake. I wouldn't recommend it for a pirate ship, but they always establish Kuro, Kuro is a planner. So he can definitely use it to his will. Um, but the reason why that was also important for me is because, hey, they get a boat. They get a ship. Indeed. They, they finally, they get a caravel class boat. And I was actually very happy that they use a real term. They even had a note on the side going, a caravel is a boat. A very common ship in the 15th century. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's a great boat for a small pirate crew. They're meant to be small, easier to maintain. You can only, you can you can manage by with only like a crew of like three or four to maintain it. And they're very fast. It's not meant for one-on-one fights. It's meant for you to be quick and get away or to board other ships. Um, yeah. It's so like yeah. point A to point B kind of thing. The, and the weirdest thing too, is that it's the merry go and the Butler Mary right. made it. And it has is it has his face on the Jolly Roger. sheep. <laughs> It, the figurehead yeah. is a ram, which Mary is has the horn sticking out, so he's like a ram. So I'm like, okay, you put yourself in this design. A little weird, but, you know, you designed it. You get some credit for it. Yeah, sure. Um, fine. Yeah, Kaya. Um, oh, I did notice the um, the sails. They were different. One of them was striped from buggy sails, and the other one wasn't. And I thought that was either from their previous boat or that was from the Black Cat. So I was thinking, like, okay, you're making this ship out of your plunders, right. out of your adventures. Okay, that sounds really cool. I'll dig that. Yeah. 
So then Usopp's going to leave, right? He's finally going to take the plunge to become a pirate is what happens. He's talking to Kaya and tells her that. Yes, they, he take, he's going to take that step to finally leave the island uh, because part of the reason why, the, the way I saw it with this, these last two chapters, because again, he is a, he is afraid, but he will be brave when the moment calls for it. In this case, he's finally leaving his nest. He's finally taking that step where Luffy was very eager to leave right away. Usopp finally got the will to go, okay, I'm going to make this step because I had this right. moment to defend my people, defend my village. I can trust my discount Dragon Ball Z henchman characters to protect it. And I will go off because I got the calling. The same thing that my dad got. He packs his entire house. Right, the call of the sea, I think he said. He packs his entire house with him, which is a hilarious little boulder moment where he loses his focus yeah. <laughs> and loses his footing. Um, and he was totally planning on going on a separate small boat that the Straw Hat yeah. Pirates came in first. But also a moment that I did love is Luffy and Zoro going, dude, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Like, we're, we're going to see you. And then it was like, no, we're talking about like, we'll be on the sea. We'll see each other eventually, but it's big sea. And yeah. Zoro just goes, dude, just shut <laughs> up and, and get like, in our bro. boat, dude. Get in our yeah, boat. Shut up and get on. Come on. Yeah. And, then and he's like, has... sweet. So I'm the captain. And Luffy's like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, can captain. I be captain? <laughs> yeah, can I be captain? Hell no. Um, and then we get the final moment where it made me actually go, oh, that's actually a really sweet, but bittersweet moment where we get that last piece of Usopp's backstory of, why did he start lying in the first place? And originally it was he was a child. And after uh, his father left, his mother gets sick, like really sick, worse than Kaya. Or yeah, similar, which is dying. why. Yeah, very similar to Kaya, which is why he always went to Kaya to tell her the stories to get to cheer her up. Because he started off with trying to do that same thing to his mother, which was, oh, the pirates are here, mom. They're, we're going to totally go to sea and see dad. He's got the miracle medicine. We're going to make you better. Let's look and do it, mom. Yeah. And like he, pirates are coming, and it's our dad's ship. Like, he's going to take us out to sea. Yeah, and then she's the even one calling out his lies, going like, like, Usopp, please stop trying to do this. I know you're not. it's not working. Please stop. But he still tries because that's what he's best at. He's best at telling stories. Even though he, it's the perspective of all the rest of us that he's a liar, I saw it as, oh, he just needs a bit more guidance. to see, No, you're just a fantastic storyteller. You could be, right. like, an artist in the work, maybe. But as of right now... Not sorry, not artist like in the sense that he's drawing, but artist in the sense of like you know uh, oracle speaker, uh, oral speaker where he can t tell the tales out of the amphitheater or something. Um, yeah, could, maybe I don't know. So maybe a musician in the future, I don't know. Um, but as of right now, I have the roles here on the ship because I like to have official positions. Luffy is currently the captain of the Merry Go. Uh, Zoro. First mate of the Merry Go. I think that's no dispute. There. It did name the ship, right? I didn't. I don't remember seeing it exactly. But uh, I know Mary. I Mary called it the Merry Go. Okay. Um, go. That's what I. For have the record, right a lot of people also call it the Going Mary. So just so you know, it's the same thing. Oh, so it's a tr it's a, it's a translation thing. Okay. Uh, that makes it's, sense. Yeah, but people will call it both in that in that sense. Yeah. Uh, so Mary gives Nami the instruction manual on how to run the ship which basically tells me that Nami is not only the second mate and the helmsman, she's also the quartermaster, she's a navigator, she's the steward, she's the top line, she's the midshipman. She's the, <laughs> the like, Nami is doing everything. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Nami she's is the treasurer. That shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nami is doing everything while the other like three, she's, she's kind of the MVP of like everything that's not fighting, right? Which is interesting because she's also not really a part of the crew yet. She's still going yes. off on her treasure. Um, oh, Usopp is third mate plus gunman? With a question mark, because he's proven to be an accurate one. He's very resourceful with tools. It could be a chance that I don't think he'll be a carpenter, 
which basically for those who know, carpenter is basically the person who's like just maintains the ship's quality, the maintenance to make sure. Yeah, the uh, shipwright is the term. Shipwright? Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Carpenter is like. For someone that specifically works on ships. Yeah. Shipwright. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, as of right now, I'm thinking gunman because, you know, he has his tools. He's very handy with them. Maybe uh, he'll switch to a pistol in the future instead of a slingshot. But then again, he's got explosive pellets for his slingshot. So that could still really work. Um, Usopp is uh, probably the weakest of the crew right now, but he's, to me, the most interesting so far because he's okay. very similar to Luffy. Where they're very similar starting points, but their character traits are completely swapped. It's like you're starting a game of Crusaders and Kings, and you're randomizing your starting character. You hit that randomizing once. It's off in a different location. Your history is still similar. Your ambitions are still similar, but your character traits, your perks, are completely different. Right. So that's why I'm interested with Usopp. So and also uh, just the very like last part of this arc, which I. Because we learned that like Usopp was telling a lie because he's kind of like his lies are revealing his strongest right. desires. That's how that's how Mary put it. So mm-hmm. I really liked the ending scene when it cuts back to the village and we see the old Usopp pirates can, kind of yeah. continuing his tradition mm-hmm. and they're yelling like pirates are coming, right? Yeah, exactly. Because also like subtextually they're also now waiting for the day when they see Usopp coming back, right? Because they're waiting for that now like he was waiting for his dad. I just like that. It was touching. And to add on to that as well, uh, they agree because by Usopp's request not to actually tell what happened at the, you know, at the Battle of the Village, at the Battle of uh, Syrup Village uh, is no one's going to believe you anyway, because I am the liar. We are the liars. Even if and these guys are newcomers, these straw hat pirates, they're not going to believe us. So it's best just to say it's another lie. Don't try and push it, but actually don't even tell it. Just continue my legacy. Just if anyone asks, just I've gone sailing away. And just continue the tradition. Keep the people, villagers here happy with our lies, with our stories. And I thought that was fine. That was a very fitting way to end it. With, uh, again, Freeze's yeah. henchman. Usopp's henchman, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Carrot, Pepper, and Onion. I'm not going to forget those names anytime soon. Those are those are some I solid side characters. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like the Usopp pirates. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. They, they're like a... A lot like Usopp, you know, they were all afraid too, and they're also just kids, but they really, they really put out this arc, and they they're, got down. Yeah, they're, they're still working on their bravery, but when all three of them teamed up, they were able to put some damage on Django, and they actually almost got yeah. killed. But I want to see the end. I hope there's an epilogue. Like, I know they all have their own different dreams, and they're not being a pirate, but I would love to see them, like, as adults later, like, doing the thing they said they were going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, one of them wanted to run a tavern or something. One of them, if, like, if, if they're creative, the three Usopp pirates will eventually find the first theater of the village and start just being actors on stage going, beware, be the cool. pirates <laughs> are coming. Again, because the whole thing about, like, of telling lies for the sake of lies is like, no, but you can trans, you can mold those lies into stories to help bring people's yeah. spirits up. And then hopefully, even, even Usopp's, like, wondering, like, why can't I help these people? Why don't people believe me? And it's like, Got to work on your approach. Got to work on your perspective. He's still very young, though. They called him the village youth. I think intentionally so, and not like the great swordsman or the pirate thief. It's no, it's the village youth. Right. He's still got a long way to go. So I think he has the most potential to be some one of the most complex characters in this series. Could be completely wrong. He could be a completely nobody. This next arc, who knows? Mm, interesting. So any like final, any other closing thoughts? Um, still waiting on Nami to get her moment. In terms of character development, uh, she was a patience, bit more stale this patience. time, but she's still entertaining. Usopp, uh, again, most potential to be the most complex character. I think of the crew, I think Zoro is my least favorite character right now. 
which is I wow. know blasphemy because everyone that, puts that, that Zoro. Is a hot take. Ooh, I know. I again because of this <laughs> arc, we've only seen Zoro in action three times, and this arc he had the worst fight so far of the entire series. So yeah, it really can't, put it down. And plus, his backstory was rushed in the first arc we established. It seemed a little rushed. Uh, Oda is still learning uh, yeah. how to make more engaging backstories. We make it more, make it not. He's still a cool dude. Like, I'm not saying he's the worst character. Yeah, in the like, series. I understand. I'm, Even the compar- worst Straw Hat is still yeah, cool. Yeah, we're, we're, like- <laughs> we're comparing ice cream flavors here. Usopp has the potential to be the most intriguing character. I believe Nami still does too. But she, we had this arc here where she was kind of mixed with, like, overall presentation. And but again, we haven't gotten her backstory, so I'm still convinced we're going to get that in the future. Um, I was right. wrong. We didn't get a cook yet uh, or a musician. Maybe Usopp is a musician in the future. I'm not betting on that, though. I think he's going to be your gunman slash, you know, your other crew member, maybe even like a, mm-hmm. an aide uh, to the captain. But more so than that, it's more like a like a derogatory term. But we'll see as we go on. But yeah, I'm still enjoying it. Can't wait to keep reading on. Uh, I'm loving Usopp. Waiting for Nami to get her poem. Right. Okay, so for listeners, next week we are reading the the entire Baratie arc. I think it's 27 chapters or so. And it's going to be chapters 42 to 68. That's good for me. That's that's more content for me to read. 42 to 68 one more time. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. It'll really help us out. Ugh. And you thought this was going to be 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it was that long. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's One Piece, man. You're-